Welcome to our new episode of the Fossil Free 2016 Divestment Podcast. Um, today, as a guest, we have Matthias Balkain. He is um, a member of 350.org in Belgium. 350.org is an NGO and is leading on the topic of divestment from fossil fuels worldwide. They have branches in all sorts of different countries in the world, many in Europe, but also in the US where they originated um, and also in all other continents of the world. Um, Matthias, uh, he's a volunteer uh, working for 350.org uh, um, and being active in that movement. Um, And we want to talk to him uh, today a little bit about um, what he does there and maybe also how you could become active in the divestment movement, even if you're not working there, but um, as a volunteer um, at your um, hometown or wherever you are. So welcome. Thanks for being here, Matthias. The first question I would have is, um, why did you join the divestment movement? What was your... Um, your initial um, idea, why did you um, get there and why did you join this divestment movement? Well, for me, climate change is a, a bit of an unusual topic for me to work on because most of my activism is centered around very local environmental activism like greening a local neighborhood in Brussels or painting cycle lanes because mm. climate change always seemed like this very big thing I can't do anything about. Yeah. And divestment really offers a way into that issue by cutting it up in little pieces and saying, okay, you can't do anything about climate change as a whole, but you can ask your local authority, your university, to divest from fossil fuels. So you have a very local angle on a, on a global problem, which is what was very interesting to me. And also there's the fact that the divestment seems to be one of the few battles we're winning as environmentalists. Yeah. So the, the energy you get from that is good as well. Uh-huh. Very nice. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Like what what, um, what concrete things, uh, for example, do you do and what can you do when joining a divestment campaign? Uh, for comparison, if you, if you want to influence the Paris negotiations, there is almost no way to do that as an individual citizen because you don't you don't even know who to talk to and if you know you can't possibly reach them mm-hmm. but if you're going to your local authority or your university to divest it's very easy to figure out who's in charge of the decisions who does all the finance stuff and you can just send them an email and say hey hello we're a bit concerned about your investments in fossil fuels can we have a meeting about that and most of the time you get a reply you don't necessarily immediately get a meeting with them but you do get a reply Uh, which is more than... <laughs> yeah, it's a start at least. Yeah, huh? yeah. okay. Um, w- when did you start? Uh, when did you join the movement? How long are you working there? I think uh, I started about two years ago, a bit more, when it was uh, the big break free from fossil fuels day. Uh, I think it was 14 February in 2014. Yeah. Uh, so we organized a big event in Brussels, with John Jordan at the, at the Kai Theater. But then there was no follow-up on it, and so I sent an email to the people organizing saying, isn't it a bit silly to have this big one-off event and not do anything with it campaign-wise? Mm. And they said, yeah, we would love to, but we don't have any time. So basically, from then on, I started sending emails to different institutions trying to figure out what their investment policies were. Mm-hmm. And then about a year later, some, some friends of mine went to an international meeting somewhere 
and they got very motivated to start the local section of uh, 350. So then we started the 350 Belgium section together because I had some background already on divestment and I knew, yeah, so I'd been reading about the financial aspects of it, so I knew which questions to ask and what exactly the divestment demands were. Mm-hmm. And they were more into the activist side of it, so then we, we joined together and started the local section. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and often um, from what uh, what you can read is that um, there are not even like very many people necessary in order to achieve things, right? Like many local branches only consist of a few people, but they can actually make a big difference. Um, can you say maybe a little bit on how many people you are, how many people are working with 350 Belgium or in Brussels? And um, what your main focuses were in that time since you joined? What were the main campaigns? Yeah, we're about 10 volunteers mm-hmm. at Greenpeace uh, at 350. Because I'm also active with Greenpeace, which <laughs> okay. complicates things a bit. Uh, no problem. But yeah, so at 350 we're about 10 people and we had two working groups. One which was uh, on divestment campaigning and we were about four. Mm-hmm. And then the other group, which was six people, uh, they worked more on the Andy Gelende kind of thing. So they were more into mobilizing for mass actions. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, th- those were the two tracks we were working on. And then the the, lo- the divestment group mainly does support for local groups. So we've, we're in touch with four university campaigns now. And we try to support them in any way possible because they don't always have the the expertise necessary to talk with a financial director. So if they have a, if a meeting with them, we can go along. Or if they need a training on activism or any kind of things, we can offer them that. Oh, okay. And it's mainly universities that you target? Yeah, we started with universities. We also launched a, a campaign to divest the pension fund from the public transport company of Brussels. Oh. Uh, and I reacted saying quickly yeah we weren't aware we had money invested in fossil fuels which isn't entirely truthful because I had asked them the question before to figure out how much money they have invested Uh, and they said I would look into it so that's been half a year now and I haven't heard anything since so we're going to restart the campaign and escalate again trying to say uh, hey hello you said half a year ago you were going to look into it we haven't heard anything maybe it's time to act so that's also very important probably to keep up the pressure huh? because yeah. um, many companies or pension funds won't give you the information directly, I suppose. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very complicated. It depends at the University of Leuven, for example. We send an email to the, the Vice Rector for Sustainability and the Financial Department and we immediately got a meeting with four people from the di- uh, Financial mm. Department mm-hmm. and the Vice Rector. So that was very positive and they were very open about about the numbers and what they had invested in. Uh, at other universities it's not so simple and they keep more of a distance. So it's it's like with any campaign, you start with a, a polite ask to the to the institution and then you see what the reply is and you build from that. Yeah. There's one bank in Belgium also, uh, it's the Belfius Bank, which is Mm -hmm. um, basically owned by the state. Um, And as far as I know, they invest a lot in fossil fuels too, which, um, yeah, I think is is a bit problematic uh, because you have a state who committed itself to to climate goals Mm -hmm. and to the Paris Agreement and everything. 
but at the same time the state owns a bank that invests a lot in fossil fuels mm -hmm. um, is that a target um, that you're working on too or not so much yet no at the moment uh, we're not working on that but it, yeah, it's also difficult because the belgian state really tries to say yeah it's not a state bank we're just the sole shareholder but i operate it as if it's a private enterprise <laughs> okay so after the banking crisis we had to save belfia so the state bought all the stock but then they just let everything continue as it was going before and they pretend it's not a state bank so it would need a whole process of uh, informing the public that yes in fact we do own that bank uh, for for that kind of campaign to really work yeah. okay um, we don't feel we have enough people at the moment to to work on a bank which is a lot larger and a lot more difficult to move than one university or one city council yeah Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, maybe that, that leads to an interesting question. Like when people now um, want to start something at their level, be it a local level or university or pension fund or so, are there any recommendations that you can give, like how to proceed? How should the people start? Should they um, look for other people first who join them? How many people do you need to get something started? And with what should you start? And then... You know, re depending on their reaction, what should be the next steps? Yeah, one thing which you can do already just by yourself is send an email to the institution you would like to divest, be it your city castle or university or whatever, and clearly asking them. So there is this whole international divestment campaign going on. Have you heard about it? Because for me as a citizen or as a student, it's very important. And I would like for the university or my city castle to take a stance on it. Uh, And then if possible, I'd like to have a, have a meeting with you to you know, go into more detail about what we're asking. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, that's a good start. And then for the first part of the campaign, you don't need much more than three or four people because it's basically trying to get the information uh, and negotiating with the, with the target. And then afterwards, it's like any campaign. Uh, if they reply negatively, you need to broaden your base and to yeah, to get more people to join your campaign uh, because any campaign is always a, a rapport de force so it's it's a struggle between two opposing powers one which wants to change and one which doesn't want to change yeah. so yeah the goal is to build your power to become more powerful than the other side so they have no choice but to give in to your demands mm -hmm. so the first stage is always informing people and build, broadening your base so you start with low-key events just informing the people and asking them is this something you can support is this something you would like to devote your time to maybe and then if you have a team of like 10 people already you can go around with petitions and organize actions for people to join in yeah um, you said it's it's a battle of force and to see who is getting more powerful which is um, definitely true i would agree um, but also a very important argument of the divestment uh, movement also is that it's good for the investors themselves to divest from fossil fuels because they are actually investing in a bubble that might burst at some point because the, um, the fossil fuel assets lose value at some point when you can't burn that much fossil fuels anymore. Is that an argument that was taken seriously by the investors or by the universities or whoever you talk to or was it more that they said yeah well right nice try but um, we don't really think so you know I have the impression most uh, professional economists don't take it seriously because they're 
maybe because they're in the system and it's hard to think outside of the box for mm. them. Uh, but also because most economists will tell you, yeah, we, we don't do any projections beyond five years anyway, because the markets are so difficult to predict that we don't know what's going to happen in five years. So carbon bubbles bursting in 10 or 15 years times, so we we don't care about that because it's impossible to predict. Okay. And also I think it's, it's a risky path to take. Obviously it's good at the moment to discuss it if you talk with a financial dire- director you can tell him you see a fund without fossil fuels doesn't have to uh, make any less profits so that's definitely an important point to make but I think for the general audience the moral argument works better because if at a certain time everything goes wrong and suddenly fossil fuels become profitable to invest in again and your main argument was it's not profitable to invest in fossil fuels and everything goes down the drain so I think mm the moral argument is the most important one to make and then the, the economic argument is one which can be used in negotiations but I wouldn't say that would be the main public argument for me yeah uh, okay and um, yeah interesting some um, some funds that do not invest in fossil fuels are even overperforming mm-hmm. against others huh? but um, but I can see that it's um, probably a, a difficult argument to make um, you mentioned also that this is yeah, Belgium is part um, or fossil free Belgium is part of a international movement you mentioned Endegelender which were was a mass action day um, all around the world or days it was actually several days um, in May of this year um, so um, what would you say are the main characteristics of this international movement to me it's interesting that it seems to me as being one of the few movements that actually has a lot of dynamics and is growing worldwide Mm -hmm. um i'm if you really think about worldwide movements i don't think of many others that there are now which is very interesting um so would you agree to that and would you say that it's really becoming successful um, or is successful um, or is it still in the stage of you know growing and so on and until you get real concrete political results it still needs some time no I think it's a it's a very successful campaign which is growing and I think one of the key points is that it's mostly about enabling local people to take action it's not a top-down kind of organization they're yeah. based around grassroots activism uh, and yeah, there is some discussion from within and with outside of 350 like are we is 350 adopting all the grassroots activism and putting them in their in their box or are they actually enabling so there is that discussion but I think at the moment 350 is doing a pretty good job of enabling uh, local activists to do it to do their stuff uh, professionally mm-hmm. as well and I leave a lot of room. I mean, the basic slogan is keep it in, keep it in the ground. So Ending London is a part of that and it's direct action directed at coal mines to stop them from yeah, getting the coal out of the ground. And there's a divestment story, which is focused on banks, bankrolling the companies, yeah. uh, digging up the fossil fuels. But then there's a lot of local variation about how you go, how you go about it and what are your priorities. And if you want to go more uh, into an anti-capitalist kind of argument or if you want to do a more mainstream green economy argument uh, I think there's a lot of openness within 350 for all of those things Mm. 
That's probably an important point that divestment itself, I mean, it is important, but it's it's mainly an, an instrument, of course. Huh? Mm. The, the goal is, as you said, keep the, the fossil fuels in the ground, don't burn any more oil, coal and gas. Um, so and and divestment is sort of a means to put pressure on fossil fuel economies mm. and to also um, to also get um, the politics um, reacting on this. Would you say that um, this political goal of the movement um, is successful in the sense? I mean, we we had the Paris Agreement that was signed now, um, and then it was also. Um, entering into force very uh, very soon and was ratified by enough countries um, <laughs> so would you say that um, this movement has already reached the institu institutionalized politics somehow and maybe um, in conjunction to that do you work together with politicians and, and politics or is it mainly on only uh, in brackets um, uh, a grassroots movement Uh, in Belgium, at least, we are not actively working with uh, politicians. But I, yes, I think the divestment movement is one of many movements in the in the climate movement. There's also the, the whole climate litigation things, which is picking up force now, which is citizens all over the world suing their governments to take more climate action. So that's an important thing. There's the keep it in the ground campaign as well, or the no pipelines in, in the USA. Mm. So I think all of these different movements tie in together and there needs to be a political translation of that as well, of course, to uh, support green energy and to do better on insulation of houses and all that kind of things. But I think the, the force of the divestment movement is that it's a very symbolic uh, gesture. So I'm not saying we will bankrupt Exxon by getting a couple of local authorities and churches to divest from it. But we're making a clear statement that in the society we want, there is no room for fossil fuels and politicians will take that up. I think, as you said, the, the Paris Agreement, I think it was Bill McKibben who said, by comparison of what it could have been, it's a miracle. By comparison of what it should have been, it's a disaster. So we're not there yet, but we're moving forward and they now open the door for one degrees and a half. And so we need to say, okay, this is what you said and we're going to keep pushing for you to stick to that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, in the sense of, of what the movement has reached, I know the number that about 3.5 trillion, mm -hmm. trillion US dollars um, have been divested so yeah. far, which sounds like a very big number however in comparison to the um, to the overall investment of the world it's um, it's still a very small share so i would suppose you need um, some more people to join the movement worldwide right yeah definitely the more people the better i okay. think it was a, one of the big coal miners in the us recently went bankrupt uh, and one of the things i said in the report why they went bankrupt is because i couldn't find any financing so That is not only the divestment movement mm -hmm. doing, but I think it's a it's a winning battle. So join us, and it's uh, fun too. Eh? Yeah, it's that's a an, that's a good example. Well, that was a very motivational end of uh, Matthias Balkan. Thanks a lot uh, for being here. He was or he is um, volunteer for 350.org in Belgium, working on divestment uh, on universities, pension funds, and others. 
And um, we talked to him about um, his activities here in Belgium and um, about the international movement. Thank you very much for being here and uh, here next time. Bye.